You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Let's roll. Well, we're rolling, and welcome to another episode out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Rachel. Hey. How many people have messed up your name or they're just like Raquel? Um, All the time. Basically, I respond to pretty much anything that's not derogatory, or even sometimes if it's derogatory, if it's funny, I'll respond to it, because why not? (laughs) Whenever somebody says, like, my, like, when they go like Robert, it's like always someone and they're yelling at me. So the back of like my neck hair stand up. But then I feel like I've heard sometimes people call me dumbass and I still turn my head like, why did I do that? Like, oh my God, I've been called that too much as a kid. I mean, I'm guilty of that. They'd be like, hey, yo, bitch. And I'll be like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Me? that yeah. brings that brings up a good point <laughs> when people forget somebody's name and you're just like hey man it's like do you even remember who i am yeah oh, guilty of that. yeah i am Mm-mm. too i'm guilty of that all the time though and i'll look at like my friends and be like oh, and they were like didn't do you know that i was like yeah i know them they're like what's their name i'm like oh, i don't know this so I always try to get people to say it, which is terrible. Look, I'm this not- just happened to me. I All right, so I'm really good at remembering people's names and faces and conversations, everything. I can remember every single one I've done. I met a girl in, I mean, elementary school. And, uh, not elementary school, probably sixth grade. I guess that's elementary school. But she was only there for a year. And I just saw her, and it's been like – 10 maybe 12 years later and she was just in that one class i had for that one year and she scanned her card to my gym where i work and she walks in i'm like hang on a second i know you from somewhere and i'm looking at her and i look at her name and i'm like no freaking way we had a sixth grade class together my name's robbie and she goes i don't remember you but uh what's sixth grade class and i told her the teacher and she's like oh my god i was in that class but i was only here for like six months i'm like yeah but my memory's that fucking good. And if I did um, that, I would only remember birds. Robbie, she thinks you're a creep. <laughs> no, Probably. I to tell you that. I, I've had that happen uh, too. In fact, she does. I've, I've, I'm, I consider myself way better looking, but okay. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, she's going to be side-eyeing you for the longest and has gone back to her friends and is like, yo this guy like straight up remembered me i was there for three hot seconds and he remembered i would just think i'm an impression i mean i legit believe you i'm just telling you that that's what she's thinking i was going to ask you this question before i said that which was if your life could be a tv show what would it correlate to and you just made mine feel like it's like before the 90 days but like murder edition where i'm gonna start hurting people (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah probably it's all good don't worry about it i'm i'm equally as creepy robbie it's fine like you don't mean to be creepy and neither do i it's okay 
it all comes from a place of hurt. I've just been treated like I don't matter. And I'm like, every time I meet somebody, I have to remember them forever. So they always know they matter to at least one person. I'm, I'm sending you a virtual hug. <laughs> it's all good. We're good. You have an emotional it. box of chocolates I could have. Um, you never know what you might get, especially if you get one from me. Because I'm a little terrible sometimes. Yeah, just eat half the box. Be like, I couldn't help it, but there's half for you. Oh, well, the, speaking of that, actually, <clears throat> you don't have kids yet. Count yourself lucky, right? I mean, that I know of. I mean, do you want some? I have three. I can easily. I thought about adopting when I was a kid. When I was like Listen, 10 years old, I'm I wanted to adopt a 22 year old so he could buy me beer, but then that's not how it works at all. <laughs> Although this is actually a really good concept and I feel like we could explore. Well, wait, didn't they do this? Isn't this big brother, big sister? What if it's bad big brother, big sister though? Okay, hang on a second. Could you adopt a 40 year old man and then have them cook for you? Like if I wanted to adopt like a 40 year old Chinese guy that just moved to his country, doesn't speak any English, but I'm like, I'm hungry and I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to use my oven. Could you cook me meals? So honestly, I have explored this idea and um, I get told that I'm wrong on so many levels. So um, right now, um, my husband and I are separated, but my husband's family is from Trinidad. and I was like, doesn't someone want a green card? Like they can come stay here. Yes, I said it. I know I'm rotten. Listen, there should be a warning on this. I'm, I'm kind of a shitty person. Hey, I'm just I, saying. I, I see. I went on those sites where it's like, you know, foreignmeat.com where you could have somebody get me come over here. And actually what? I've had some Romanian chicks and what? Bulgarian chicks ask if I was looking for um, a woman to get married. And I'm like, I'm only 17. And then it's happened like every year since, cause I used to work at a hotel. So we get them over all the time. Cause they're like, we want to move here. I'm like, well, if you don't love me, why would I marry you? They're like, uh, sex. And I was like, I'm not that interested in that to get married because I know when you get married, it always ends badly and everyone loses half their shit. So I'm like, I like my shit. It doesn't mean much to me, but it, it is a lot. And it's all I have. You know, you should make a list of things besides sex, though. Maybe that, like, you want someone to cook Chinese food for you. Like, we could explore this and make options. I'm All just I'm saying. Asking is for a roommate who can make very good Chinese food doesn't mind me going to the gym at two o'clock in the morning, and also just doesn't need to really have conversations. I just, I, I love conversation, but I don't have them Wait. in my everyday life. So, so you only want to do it. Like, so if he needs to talk to you, he needs to make like a zoom. What? Yeah. When <laughs> someone asks room. me, like when someone goes, Hey, how's your day going? I'm like, hang on a second. Let me get this on recording first. All right, there we go. Right. Now, if anybody says anything, I can ref that's happened. That brings up a good point. I, you know what? I'm right there with you right there with you.
But the factor of when I've gotten into like a conversation with my cousin, he pulled out his phone immediately and hit record so he could remember everything that was being said to use to me later. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to prove you wrong because I remember everything I've ever said. He's like, remember when you said you take me to work? And I was like, no, I said, if you let me know, I can try and make room for it. But you didn't. So I couldn't make room for it. He goes, oh, that's some lawyer shit. I'm like, it's not lawyer. It's just being a let me know in advance like monopoly you don't get 200 dollars right. for pass and go i hear you man I'm rachel we've you. gone all over can you please talk about yourself for a little bit sure i oh, i really am bad at this um so i guess you know i have three kids um i have a 14 year old girl god help me um a 12 year old boy who is just like i think it's is it Trey Kennedy who does um, middle school Maddox? Have you ever seen that? If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's like this middle school gamer kid. Drives me insane. Um, not because he games. Like I play video games. It is what it is. But like the like noodle, like, like he does that all the time. <laughs> oh, I had a buddy that used to play Halo. And when he played, he would act like he was running in the game. I kind of do that now, but I do it in a funner way. What I do is I play like um like Assassin's Creed, where you got to run around yeah. the whole map everywhere. But I have a cycle yeah, in fine. my room. So I'll cycle for six hours and just play video games. So it's like I'm getting oh, that's, exercise. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. yeah, mine isn't like that. I actually took him in like two years ago. And the doctor was like, um, he's getting tech neck. And I was like, what the? Like, you got to get out and get some exercise. And when, you know, I make him mow the yard. He mowed it like a blind ass beaver. Um, what? <laughs> I what? A blind ass there beaver. Was like, there were rows missing. And I was like, son, do you not think that I'm going to like have a problem with this? And the girls were like, uh, we told him, mom. And he was just like, well, and I'm just like, Man, I really wish I had sisters. My best friend had two sisters and those, I mean, I still talk to them today, but like a lot of my initial, like, (laughs) oh my God, there's people in this world that have a caring side to them that like, if I get hurt, they're like on my backs, like like, we're here for you. And like, I learned all about Greek mythology, all from his oldest sister that um, I still see today. She messages me and stuff. How am I doing? I'm like, good. And she's like, you studying, you doing any schoolwork? Then I got like my brother that's like distant and cold. I'm like, hey, want to play video games? No, shut up. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to play by myself and invest all my emotional time into it. I I really like your friend's sisters because my girls aren't like that. They're evil little bitches. Like, I love them. But They're your daughters. I mean, I love them, but maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I don't know. Oh. So the youngest one is 10, um, and she's a trip. She came out the womb like fighting people um is she just she's a prankster in fact was it yesterday no it was the day before so she found i don't know where she found it it was like a rubber spider about this big and she had put it underneath like the toilet paper roll but like one ply under and when i went in to use the bathroom i was like what so i was like hell no so (laughs) 
<laughs> like she does stuff like that all the time. When she was five, she like kindergarten, she brought home a chicken bone, but I didn't know whose it was because it was like licked clean. I found this random ass like chicken bone, like from like a wing, like a drumstick yeah. um, on the ground. And I was like, what in the hell is this? So I'm like looking at it. I pick it up and it's like clean. And I'm like, when's the last time I served chicken wings? And I'm like, well, it's been a minute. And then I'm looking at the dog and I'm thinking, there is no way that this dog did not like just devour this, this clean. So I'm like, kids, everybody come down here. So I made them all come downstairs and I was just like, what, what is this? And she's like, oh, that's mine. And I'm like, her name is Vivica. I was like, Vivica, why do you have a chicken wing? And she was like, oh. Well, I'm gonna prank dad with it. And I said, uh, mm, what? Explain. And she was like, so we were eating chicken wings today at school and I got this great idea. And I said, okay. She was like, so I ate it all, licked it clean, put it in my pocket because you're not allowed to take food from the cafeteria. Now, mind you, she's in kindergarten, okay? Um, and then she was like, then I snuck it into my backpack. <laughs> like this whole time I'm trying to keep my face straight. Cause I'm like, this kid is demented as hell. And she was like, and I'm gonna put it on his pillowcase and then put some ketchup on it. And it's going to look like a bloody finger. And I was like, um, first off, no, the hell you're not. <laughs> Your kid's like, not like, demented. She's a genius. <laughs> Oh, oh my well, God! The it fact gets that better. <laughs> she didn't look at the perspective, though, of how weird it is to take a chicken bone and put it into your pocket and then carry it all the way through. So was it at the end of the day, at least, or was it close to the end, or was it like she had the whole day with that? No, pocket? it was like they ate at ten thirty. These kindergartners did. So this is like four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> This child, though, is super smart. She's like, she's either going to be a criminal or like something amazing. But it, I mean, she might be a criminal because that's how genius she is. So when she was four, she went to pre-K and we had handed down like a dresser that was my oldest daughter's and her, her name happens to be Naomi. And Vivica was, I was in her room and I was helping her put away clothes. And I looked over at her dresser and I see graffiti on it. it. Happens to be Naomi's name, but I knew it wasn't on there before. And I look a little closer and I can tell Naomi didn't do this. So I look at Vivica and I look at the dresser and I'm like, Vivica, do you have something you want to tell me? And I do the look back and forth. And she's like, nope, I'm not saying nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. I was Snitches like, get so stitches. Like, <laughs> so she knows <laughs> she's psycho. your kid's a genius oh well, it, yeah so then I ask her again I'm like listen if you say it now like you're not gonna get in trouble like it'll be fine I was like do you have something you want to tell me look at the dresser look at her look back at the dresser and she was like I'm not saying nothing I'm not do nothing I'm not saying nothing and I was like all right I was like I'm about to get your dad up in here and she was like I don't care and I was like so I call him in there and I was like, last chance. And I look at the dresser 
I'm looking dead at it. I look at her. I look back at it. I was like, are you sure? I'm not saying nothing. I was like, this is it. I was like, then what is this? And I point to it and she's like, I not do that. That says Naomi. I was like, well, first off, I know that she didn't write that. And she was like, I said, you did. And she was like, how you know? And I was like, cause the N is backwards. <laughs> this kid was weak. First off, was, smart kid was, needs right. a dictionary to figure out how oh. to, it's proper English on that one. Oh my God. That was so because she wasn't, she was only four. She just did it the opposite way. But you want to know why she did it? Naomi pissed her off. So I know. I, I get that. But I meant the whole like, I ain't say nothing. If that was said oh. in my household, that's a slap to the face. I swear <laughs> to God, even now, like, I'll be talking so fast and then like, I'll say something and my mom's like, the the right i'm like yo as a punishment i used to sit down and have to write a page of the dictionary onto a separate piece of paper with the full definition synonyms antonyms all that shit and i did the whole freaking dictionary it's why my vocabulary is so expansive but i can when i'm talking and you're in the comfortability of your own house you don't feel like needing to be proper on the words that you're Ugh. saying well, I get both of those. And yes, so I do try to correct them, but there's a piece where I was just like, this is getting ridiculous and I want to see where it goes. I'm one of those people who let people, I like to watch the ridiculous. Um, I sometimes egg it on. It's terrible. You're an instigator. No, Rachel, no. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I'm really curious about people's stories. Um, when we go out as a group, my friends are always like, God, could you not? And I was like, guys, I like just met this person. And they're like, could you not? Like we have a rule where they're like, no randoms, Rachel. And I was like, okay, rude. Like we, this is, you know, whoever. And they were like, you don't know them. I was like, I mean, I just met them. They seem fun. I'm that person. You're a story so, maker. That's what it is. Yes. You want to make the night fun and make it better. That is a good and a bad thing. I've had uh, yeah. stories end up pretty bad that way. But also I've had some pretty, really amazing experiences. Um, I've always the type of person if I see some, like there's a guy that lives probably like a maybe a couple houses down from me but he works at food line and it's about a maybe a 10 minute drive and he walks every day to work and it was raining really hard the other day and I just picked him up and I took him to work and he's just like an elderly like black guy was just like why why are you doing this like you know we're worried about the mask thing we're worried about like yeah. the thing i'm like dude just hop in dude take your mask off i don't care i'm not a big guy on it if yeah. you're not about it but i'll wear it for your safety if that's how you feel and i drop him off at food line he just looks at me he goes i never even said hi to you and i was like yeah man like but you're safe and then like he went inside i'm like i'm that type of dude like i don't yeah. care i picked up people at one o'clock in the morning and did it and it's all about the stories to tell and i think it's about you know you want to take those shots sometimes i mean how many times in the world do people take a shot nowadays? It's like, let's just play it safe and play what gets us through the door. And see, I don't do that. I maybe used to, and I don't anymore. So that's kind of what I'm like living my life out there. Just kind of like, I do a worst case scenario. So I'm like, can I die? No, 
Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Am I going to get fired? Maybe. Can I talk my way out of it? Probably. The best um, part about not having responsibilities like kids or like anything is that at my job now, I say stuff to people where I just call them out on their bullshit. Like some dude for a guest pass is $15. He walks in and under the plexiglass that we have for the, you know, the germs, he just tosses $15 at me and he goes all over the place. And I just look at him, I go, pick it up. He goes, what? I want a yeah. day pass. I said, no, pick it up. And I just learned nowadays, like, I don't care anymore. I just call people out on their bullshit to the point where my friends would be like, dude, slow down and eat some pocket jerky. And I'm like, what the fuck's pocket jerky? He pulls out jerky out of his pocket and he's like, try some. I'm like, where, where are you going? That's why I can sympathize with your daughter on the chicken bone where I'm like, my buddy's carrying around pockets of Jack Links. <laughs> I'm like, what he the hell? Snacks. He's stressed. He needs his stress snacks. They're in his pocket. I'm like, he, well, he, he fasts all day. So he just has yeah. jerky in his pocket for emergency scenarios. And I'm like, most when people. It's like too much. He's like, Jesus, I need the fucking jerky. Most people carry like uh, mace or something in an emergency scenario. And you're carrying <laughs> jack <key>. links. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got you. I got you. Hold on here. Take a snap of this Slim Jim. Oh. It's gonna oh, start a trend. Really it's gonna start a trend, Jack Links. I'm like, why do you have Jack Links? And he's just like, in case I get hungry, I don't know where I might be in a meeting. I'm like, what I've, meetings do you go to? So like, I work with a girl who always has snacks. So, and people know it. And sometimes they're like, take advantage of her. And she's like, she's super nice. And I always want to be like, hey, y'all ease up off from her snacks but i'm like you though i call out the bullshit when i see it however it's just an exhausting job sometimes because i think people rely on people like us to call out that bullshit and then they don't do it themselves sometimes so it's kind of exhausting sometimes like i feel like i spend a lot of time like fighting battles that aren't necessarily my battles but like i can't sleep at night if i don't say something uh there's a thing that came out a long time ago that, that kind of like it's it's I guess you can take a test on it, like an IQ test, like you would take online, but it's called truth wizards. And most of the time, truth wizards are people that can sense out bullshit. And it's really interesting to see the type of people that have it, because like I have probably have 30 different recordings that are unreleased and will never be released because the people throughout the whole entire thing just lied to me where I sat there and just like, okay, okay. Like uh, I'll end it. Uh, you know what I mean? If I can't get into yeah. it, it's because like I had a dude come on that talked about he was working for the government and he couldn't give his real name and everything. And this is when I was like, okay, but he talked about Xbox the whole time where I'm like, yeah, you're in the government. And you talked about Fortnite. Like it was, uh, the, but the don't, thing. is there not a part of you? Because like, when you said that, like the part of me is like, ha let's go down this hole. Cause I'm that person. I'm like, Oh, really? That's well, I did for an hour, and then I'm like, I'm not posting it because it's a complete well, yeah. lie. But like, there's sometimes yeah, like true. I'll be listening to something or I'll hear somebody say something in conversation, and the one person's like, Wow, you did that, that's amazing. I look at them, I'm like, You just fed you a line of BS, can you not tell it? 
So I think there's people probably like you and I who have natural like BS detectors, but it may be because like, I don't know, I'm going to speak for myself. Um, I, I'm a good BSer. I don't tend to do it like all the time, but, um, in my actual job, um, I, I'm, I kind of am incognito with our podcast. Um, so my actual job is helping people. I do community outreach actually for the state. So um, as shitty of a person as I am in like real life, I try to make up for it in my job and I love what I do. I get to do all sorts of really great things. Um, really, it has to do with access, um, children, families. Like it's, I'm really, really passionate about it. Um, it just, it sucks. Um, it sucks that, you know, there's not more pieces that I can do with that. Um, cause you know, it's state work. So it's so much bureaucracy, but the pieces I do get to do are just a ton of fun and it's helpful. And I love that piece. So, well, I, I can agree with you on like the you know, a good BS because when I was a kid, I used to do it all the time, but then like my great grandfather died when I was like four, 15 years old and mm -hmm. like before he died he was like you know there's two things in the world always be an honest man and always make sure you're on time and then like those words i was like all right so then eventually i just cut out all the bs so we're right. like now i've said stuff in this podcast where someone's like that's not true and then i've had the person that experienced it with me on the podcast to talk right. about it i'm like so much of the shit i do is so stupid and dumb and that i don't really consider amazing but people are like i can't believe you did that i'm like yeah i got hit by a jet ski that's true and i'm <laughs> still paying for it today i'm glad that you're okay I'm like not. i did actually listen well i mean i'm glad that you're alive walking like here you yeah. know things could be a, a lot worse all right so i've been waiting to introduce this so i've talked about a okay. fear in my life that I would never do because I'm too afraid of this one thing. And it's called chiropractics. So okay. because of the jet ski injury, I've never actually fully recovered from it. Um, and the years and years of lifting have kind of made it even worse to where I actually went to the chiropractor for my very first time. Biggest fear in my entire life. I told the guy. How was it? I'll, I'll tell you, he was he was messing with my back and everything and he pressed down on my lower left side and he hit there and I fucking almost leaped off the table and I'm like ow he's like that's not supposed to happen I'm like okay so what's our what's our what's our thing of course here he goes I think your left pelvic like where your pelvis is your left one mm -hmm. is tilted and I was like mm -hmm. okay and he started describing a bunch of things I'm like I'm feeling that I'm I'm really actually paying for it and he goes, okay, he goes, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to crack you. I'm like, I have one thing. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, I was like, my biggest fear is ending up in a wheelchair with the whistle where you got to yeah. blow into that. And I told him that, and he starts laughing because that's not going to happen. He goes, that would be up towards your upper part of your neck. This is towards your lower part yeah. where I'm like, but my legs are down there. He's like, yeah, but the, the, <laughs> the chances of that happen. And I'm like, okay. So he goes, take your right leg, cross it over your left one. My left one's the one with the issue. He goes, ready? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He goes, watch this. And he lays on me. And the thing while my spine is twisted doesn't make a noise. Goes, and I'm like, I'm okay. He goes, what, what am I? 
compare that to your other side now. Switch legs. And I did it to my other leg. He goes, and all you hear is this loud ass pop. And immediately I start moving my hands and toes. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, am I still working? Am yeah. I working? He's like, can you move them? I'm like, yeah. He goes, how do you feel? It's like, I was worried about you doing that and me being in a wheelchair with a whistle for the rest of my life. But now I'm more worried that you're going to do that and I'm going to shit my pants. And he just starts, <laughs> he starts laughing and goes, well, you signed a paper. And I'm like, yeah. But he goes, how did that feel? I'm like, honestly, I'm really scared, but it felt really, really good. And then he puts these things right? on my back to uh, massage my muscles. It was like a muscle stimulation thing. And he goes, tell me when it gets like almost near close to where you can't handle it anymore. And, and he uh, turns it and I'm like, all right, this really hurts, but I'm going to go one more pass. He goes one more pass. I'm like, that's perfect. Then he leaves the room for 15 minutes. And I'm fucking in agony. Like, oh, this is like somebody's <laughs> killing me. I'm like, what is it? Get him yeah. Off, right? But I'm like laying there. And it's like, it's in the middle of pain and pleasure where you're like, this really yeah. feels good. But it's like so, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And he comes back, turns it off. He goes, how did that feel? I'm like, I really felt it in my upper lat. It felt like somebody mm -hmm. was stabbing me. He goes, yeah, the other ones kind of like slipped off where I couldn't, like they weren't on tight, but that one was on the tightest. And I was like, yeah, I felt it. someone like <laughs> taking a brass know, knuckle dude. into me. But <laughs> I like, I got an appointment there later today. And I'm like, I can see where it helps people and it's like i'm trying yeah. new options i mean i think i'm always up to try something new all the time like i think that that's what life's about right yeah but does that go with skydiving because i still don't so, want to do that real talk i have never wanted to go skydiving ever I'm like afraid of heights. I'm that person who gets on like the second step of the ladder and my knees start knocking. <laughs> like I'm that person. I'm like, oh. um, but I was watching a video the other day and I thought I might want to do this. Like, I don't know if it's like getting older. I don't know if it's the fact I might be having a midlife crisis. I don't know, but I'm actually considering doing it. It could be the fact that I've been stuck in this house for five months with the Rona and the kids home and they're going back to school that maybe I'm like, well, she jumping out of an airplane doesn't sound that bad right now. One, it gets me out the house. Two, I don't know. You feel something right now. Like, I don't know. I've really thought about this because I had podcasted with a good friend of mine. His name's Ian McGlynn. And his day job is he is a trainer for parachute marine or parachute troopers. So he jumps out of an airplane probably five times every day. And I was talking to him about the fear of it. And he just goes, it never goes away. I, every single jump, I have it. And I'm like, I could do it if it was like somebody like grabbed me and just jumped out. And I'm just like, fuck, like I could do that. But the fear of actually getting there and be like, jump. And it's like, even if I had cancer or something where I was going to die the next day, I'm like, I'm good because the one time I thought I could do it, that day I had read an article about a woman that both her parachutes failed. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I would be thinking, can I turn the person on my back to hit the blow so I land on top of them? <laughs> Killing him, so but terrible. breaking every bone in my body? Like, you do so much to try and work around it. Terrible, but factual.
But I mean, all right. So for both of her parachutes failed, then like clearly that's what's up. God's like, I don't like you. By a bus, regardless. Like I mean, it doesn't matter. She could have walked in like a sink. Oh, she could have stayed in her house, and a sinkhole would have taken her. Like that's my philosophy, and I just I don't get it. Like I'm just like whatever. I don't care if a banister in the middle of my room falls and hits me in my head in the middle of the night and kills me. I don't want to plummet into the earth at a million miles an hour and literally fucking explode when I hit it. That's just me. But I don't know what feel it, it doesn't matter. I'd rather be <laughs> feeling it than that. That just seems like the so, wrong way to go. Honestly, in my perspective, if anybody is going to take me out, I'm so like against authority and so prideful that I'm like, I want to be the one that does it. Like, not like a shoot yourself type thing, but like, if I'm, like, if I'm going to call your mom, no, if I'm going <laughs> to die, it's got to be by like my, like, if anything, like I'm skydiving, I figure out both parachutes are gone. I got to be like, that's okay. Cause I'm going to turn my head and hit this. And I hit like a bird in the middle of the air or something where it's like, no, he died because he hit the bird and then he hit the ground. Oh, it has to be like it. that because to feel like they, it's okay. not in my own hands when I spend so much time okay. figuring out what I want to do with my life where I'm like, I need to, I need that. I need that. Like if a guy's going to make me paralyzed, I'd rather <clears> it be me like jumping off. He jumped I mean, off. I, this get roof. I get it. I get okay. it. Now I heard I you like, say something though. I'm gonna when cry you in the figure shower. Figure out what you want to do with your life. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. You never figured out. But you're like in your twenties, right? Yeah, but I'll admit this to my kind of uh, side here is I've talked to so many people that my wisdom, if I was going to be serious, is probably like a ninety-year-old man. Where like I've had. Oh, I people- believe that. Yeah. And it's aged me. And now I look at like every single day where I'm staring at my desk and I'm just like, what's the fucking point? Like, can we just wrap this shit up? I mean, God. So have you figured out what you're going to be in your life? Yeah. I'm going to be a porn star at the age of 26 because my doctor tried to get me into porn. And I told him not now, but when I'm at 26. (laughs) 26. Why did you choose 26? Is that just a good number for you? I feel like it's like right before your 30s. And I'm like, if you don't have anything or at least an inclination of what you want at 26 or 30, then it's just a good age to start doing something that's going to make you famous and rich fast. And I reached out to Ron Jeremy and I'm still waiting for his response to get back to the podcast. All right. Well, let me, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to tune into that one. So ironically, you said 26. I had in my head, like this ideal number, like 27 was going to be my year. Do you know what happened all three of my 27th birthdays? <laughs> I love so, how you did that. Yeah. Thank you. For uh, that. Right. All three of them. Um, it, two of them I was pregnant for. And like the third one, I think, it just fucking sucked. So like, I just was like, this is shitty. But you so, gave life or yeah, you had two kids. Wait, did you have them well, on your 27th? So, so no, not exactly. So I had actually three kids in like four years of marriage, which was insanity. Um, did you get then, pregnant on your birthday? I don't think so. And how'd you know you were pregnant on both your 27th birthdays? So because, because I, I was, I had, there was a baby. Oh, okay. So you, do we need to talk about the birds and the bees? Honestly, I skipped health class. (laughs) I liked the video, 
but they did this thing called just around the corner where it was like just around the corner just around the corner and the clapping was the best part i honestly tuned out the rest of the video when they started talking about hair and shit i was like i can't the crappiest part is is that the real talk my son comes downstairs god was it this past weekend yeah so and he's like uh can i go stay with dad and i said why and he was like i just discovered that like girls have you know periods and i said what are you talking about we had this conversation before and he was like yeah but like they have them more often than I thought. And I said, well, yeah, we have them like monthly. And he was like, what? He was like, Coach King told me it only happened once a year. And I was like, well, first off, Coach King needs to be fired. I was like, that's what's wrong with half of this country. I was like, yeah, once a month it happens. And I do feel bad for you. I was like, what you probably should do is keep a stack of chocolate in your room and just fucking throw it at us when it happens. I had a health Stay class. Stay the fuck out the way. I had a health class <clears throat> where my teacher was a girl and there was only other two girls in our class and there was about 10 guys in there. And both the girls happened to be in the same class, like a theater class, so they took a field trip. And it's the end of the year we had to sign this paper in the beginning where it was like, we're going to be looking at dirty images and what STDs and all these things look like, like they tried to yeah. do the scar yeah. from never having it again. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. so after like, I mean, straight up a whole entire ending last class, like this is our goodbye. See you next year or we'll never see you again. Um, she's sewing blue waffles and all these things on the big screen projector in front of all, and we're 15 years old and it's like, <gasps> that's what's down there. And then, she left us with the best <laughs> advice, the best advice I could ever get from anybody about this. And she just stops and she goes, guys, if you're thinking about having fun this summer, all I can say is it's lower than you think. Now, for people That's out there that know what that means, good advice. it's fucking great advice. It I was like, oh, advice. my God, like that was wisdom, yep. even though she scarred the shit out of me with things I would yep. never want to see where I'm like, is that a fish? <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest question. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, How do no, we get out of this rabbit hole? Um, I... I, we can talk about some of the games I play. Do you play games? I so that, that's what we do on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank Did you. Did you know that? Yes. Let's talk about I'll the I'll make podcast. that terrible segue. It's I'm actually beautiful. shitty at segues. That's a great segue. Huh. Oh, God. <laughs> please talk about the podcast. Okay. So I'll talk a little bit about it. So actually, it's kind of funny. So Esther said to me, the other day because we just added video to our podcast because we're slow to the game we don't really care um i, I mean, was 400 episodes in when i did that so. yeah i mean it is what it is so um but she was like rachel we need like a youtube introductory video and i said okay well let's just do it tonight and she was like gives me this side eye esther's famous for her side eye by the way like the video is worth watching only to watch Esther give me stupid ass looks when I say something dumb. Um, and I look at her, go ahead. I'll just say segue. You ever hear somebody's name without seeing their face and start picturing what they look like? Yes. So I worked with a woman named Esther and she was a small Latino woman. So I don't think Esther is the same image 
I guess you would say, is the one that is your co-host. So Esther is Asian, um, and she's she's um like white and asian so but she definitely still looks asian so um yeah but esther esther no h though we're very which uh, it sucks though when my iphone goes to like even though i've added it a thousand times it changed her name to water all the time so i'm like whatever water and i are going places like i just leave it there (laughs) my phone i think the one it does all the time where i'm like how have you not learned this is the word i'm using is is the one that rhymes with duck it yes. always goes to duck i'm like when am i ever like you just took the whole I'm never gravity ducking something exactly ever. i have never ducked something in my life that is wrong and vile <laughs> you use it in a way different way than i do but no i mind like it takes the gravity out of the impact of the message where i'm like trying to send like this text like back when you send a flip phone text and you got a paragraph and you had to read that because it, someone meant that that means he sat there triple tapped and all that shit now it's like and they can send a paragraph i get eight paragraphs from somebody and i'm like can i get a response in but then i send this message and it says ducking and i'm like the whole gravity and the whole thing where i was yeah, like i'm gone. the man it's it like, just whatever. it's it's gone right out of it so you said flip phones though um i got my daughter so my daughter's 14 the oldest one um and she couldn't act right last year so she had an iphone um and we weren't playing i told her i said get right get it tight she couldn't get it together guess who got an upgrade on her phone and a new box and we opened that bad boy up and it was a flip phone um we don't play we have two flip phones in our house she has since gotten her iPhone back, but she had that flip phone for an entire year and she was embarrassed as hell. <laughs> Look, I, I can't. So evil. So my grandma helped me and my brother get phones and we're on kind of her phone plan, but I've never yeah. break my phones. Honestly, I'm the last person to get an upgrade. And honestly, mm-hmm. I would go back to a flip phone because I feel like it's better for kids just on the oh, aspect. I got of, one for you. So <laughs> social media is pretty bad, but I remember the era of flip phone. When I first got my upgrade, I was like, I finally got a real phone. It's not the Amigo where you can only call three people and one is your mom. The other one's your dad. And the other one's like your cousin because you got no <laughs> friends. And right. I worked at a water park with my brother. Every week, my brother was breaking his phone. I'm like, are you just fucking tossing it down the slide? Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a lifeguard, man. It's in my pocket. I'm like, ah. like you have a phone that is apparently waterproof. But like every week was getting him a new phone where I was like, sorry, you got to wait on your upgrade because your brother needs a phone. I'm like, no, he fucking doesn't. Tell him a messenger pigeon works just fine. <laughs> Sounds like your brother needs his ass kicked a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have two brothers and we fought all the time. Um, one of them is like two and a half years younger than me. And then the other one is 10 years younger than me. And we were just fighting all the time. Did like, you want three Did you want three kids because you had three siblings? Um, so no, actually Vivica was a surprise. So, um, I have two birth control babies, both the girls. Um, and what what are you doing? What are you saying uh, to me right now? Don't say birth control babies. That's like food stamp babies. No. So like I was on, um, the pill with my oldest, but then I took antibiotics 
which everyone knows. Oops, that'll F you up. Um, and then I actually had a 10 year IUD with my youngest that didn't come out. And when I went in to, and my son was only seven, eight months old and he was the worst fucking baby, the worst baby ever. Like he was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde baby. Like he was colicky. He didn't sleep through the night. I will relate to you on this factor is watch them grow up because I had the, I still kind of have ADHD, but I learned to control it as I got mm -hmm. older. But I mean, the school didn't know what that was when I was a kid. So they right. thought it was just mentally challenged. They used to lock me in a room with just white walls. It was a desk. And um, it was like bad. I ended up transferring schools. But I used to talk about this room a lot. And you want to talk about like confirming my stories? There's an episode, I think it's like 70 something with Jared Johnson. I used mm -hmm. to talk about I would walk past this room that they used to put me in before I left and they would have a mentally challenged kid in there that would just slam his head up against the walls and freak out. And I was like, this is horrible. The school's doing this. But nobody knew what all this like stuff was. We didn't really know how to handle it. So <sighs> I talked mm -hmm. about this and he goes and starts finishing the room. And this is when I did these in person. Like people would come to my oh, house wow. for first 90. <clears throat> so he's in front of me and he takes the words out of my mouth of describing the room. He goes, that person that you saw in that room was my brother. And then he starts going into this hard thing where his brother was abused in a rehab facility for mentally challenged people. And mm -hmm. it was like, bam, that just confirmed it. But the whole factor was I was a like, I watched videos and VHSs of me as a kid now, like or not now, but like back in the day, I was... I, any parent and I fight, I would be like, lock his ass in a hot car. I would say it about myself, lock me in a hot car, beat the shit out of me. I couldn't handle that. And I give so many people that are able to deal with that. Like people like you that talk about like, oh, like kids are just hellions. Yeah. But the ability not to freak out and lose your shit and know how to right. handle it. I commend you for, but I grew out of my stuff. My parents refused yeah. listening to what people were recommending to do. Mm -hmm. And then I turned into this person where like, how did you become the good one? You were the bad kid we had, and the other one was the good one. Now you guys have flip-flopped. And I'm like, I think it's more because, like, I don't know, life just seems to balance out a little bit. So my son actually does have ADHD, um, and it is actually hereditary. I don't know if you knew that. My uh, grandfather has it. Okay. So I actually have ADHD. Um, and so, but it looks different in women than it does in men. So, but my son does have it, but he was this really clingy baby. So it's just been a challenge, you know, um, but his is not so much a behavior. It's more of an attention thing for him. So, you know, we don't, um, we just really kind of let him be. Um, and when he needs redirecting, we do that. Like he's honestly the easiest the girls are psycho like and i'm gonna get it's their dad's fault that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> so terrible it probably isn't it's probably totally my fault whatever but um it's all cool but yeah i got pregnant with vivica um and i had that 10-year iud and i remember i went into the doctor and the doctor was like oh do you know how rare this is this is like winning the lottery and i was like except no, it's like the opposite. It's like because I'm going to be broke as hell. Yeah. So I had all of them within like four years of marriage, but no, I wasn't planning on having three, but I will tell you like at the end of the day, like the day it completes my family. Like she's a prankster. She cracks me up. Um, you know, each one of my kids is very different, but three is three is a challenge, man. Um, That's why I want, if I have, well, if I have kids, 
which I've been like contemplating because like like I said, the whole lock the car scenario thing. I see some kids <laughs> I get it. And I'm like, damn, I would if I was like that parent, I would just haul off and hit that kid. But then I'm like, does that make me a bad person because I feel that way? And I'm like, I no. looked at I looked at my dad and I was like, <laughs> how did you, you don't do it? Yeah. I was like, but I looked well, at my dad, I was like, how did you manage me as a kid? Like I was so bad. Like I would have easily beat the shit out of me. And he just goes, buddy, he goes, I just let you wear yourself out. And he goes, it's right. not that hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. wow. But then I look at like, maybe I'll just bang like 19 girls a year for five years, then move to Hawaii, build a mortal combat ring and let all the kids come and find me when they turn 18. And it'll be like, fight for my love. And then it's, I, 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 I think that's still a good idea. I think I might end up doing that. But to go off the kid thing, I, I always wanted a three siblings um, growing up because I wanted someone to beat up my older brother who would be the middle child. But then I look at like, do I want kids now if I would have three? I think it's fun to watch yourself evolve into your kids and to see what bits and pieces they take, like how much of I'll be with, well, hang on. There's goods and bads about it. But <laughs> like growing up, like I have things from my dad that I can tell that I take mm -hmm. from things from my mom, things from like from my brother, even my cousin, my long lost cousin that I didn't find out until last year that he was even alive. And oh, he wow. lived with us for a whole year. He was my ninth episode. And uh, that was me meeting him and having a full on conversation, asking him questions. I was like, I've never fucking met you. You're 30 years old. What's your life like? What's about aliens? He's like, oh my God. Uh, but he stayed with us for a while and we started developing each other's skills, like kind of same habits, yeah. everything, kind of same passions and stuff. And I think that's amazing. The fact that you might talk shit on how much your kids are crazy, but you know, you love them. Oh, yeah. No, I totally do. It is hard. I will tell you that peace is hard when you end up with like a mini me. Um, because is it selfish to have kids because it technically is a piece <clears throat> of you? No, I think, you know, you do whatever you want to do. I do think you may have to do the 19 women in one year, because by the time that in child support catches up with your ass you ain't gonna have that mortal combat ring it's gonna be made out of sand <laughs> this is where you gonna... get the adopted 40 year old guy i was telling you about okay oh he pays okay, the child support thing and then oh. bakes the mortal combat ring so i can just sit on my throne of lies and have fun <laughs> <laughs> i like it so wait so you play video games then i'm assuming I'm getting back into it. To Me crawl. too. I've, I kind of got out of it for a while because honestly, it just, one, there wasn't a whole lot out that I was really into. And then two, like life. Like when I start playing, the kids are like, mom, what's to eat? And I'm like, damn, dog. Can you not figure this out? I'm like middle school fanatics. I'm like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to kill some fucking dragons. See, this is where it went crazy for me as a kid growing up. I, my parents always worked all the time, so I was kind of alone a lot. It's because mm -hmm. my brother's older. He's going out hanging out with his friends, going to movies and shit. So I'm like, okay, well, I started investing all my time into my Xbox. And then eventually it became emotionally unhealthy where like, no Xbox, take the cord away or something because I was oh, playing it too much. No. And then you, you start freaking out. Yeah, you start turning into a monster. But then I snapped mm -hmm. out of it in school to where I joined a gym. And my dad said something that lasted in my head was like, if you end up giving up on this, like you do, 
uh, just let me know so I can stop paying the membership. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to be consistent in life. Right. And then guess what? Every day for eight years and never missing a day, even during coronavirus, I had the key to my gym and I built a home gym. So I would put that wow, there. Wow, that's really cool. But at the same time, now I'm looking at it like I don't want to spend my whole life just staring at weights in the same place over and over again. I want to explore the world. I want to try cuisine. I want to experience that it's actually lower than you think. I want to do the the whole Wait, nine yards. So do you you got a bucket list then? I am starting one. One is I want to All meet right. Ron Jeremy in person and see if he would shoot a porno. I mean, would you, you deny start- it? Come on. Come on, would you? Listen, I wouldn't want to meet Ron Jeremy. Listen, he's really, like, I've watched his stuff. He's not like, good I'm looking. Than you. <clears throat> no. What's the story? Like, I mean, and I'm, look, I've watched his stuff. Because when I started watching porn, like, we, okay, so. <laughs> look, so all right, at some point, we got to talk I, about the podcast. I'm, Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll go there at some point. Uh, Esther Esther knew that this was going to be a shit show. So she was just <laughs> like, this is right up your alley. <laughs> because she's, she's like, you're just a fucking mess. So she was like, go ahead, girl. And she loves me for it. See, I never even finished the YouTube promo. Uh, like, never. I'll put all the links in the description. Let's get to the No, uh, I mean, it was just a mess. The whole point was, was I was like, don't you think we should just shoot it, like, right now? And she was like, oh, I'm a Virgo. We have to, like, make a script. And I was like, do we, though? And then she just side-eyes me the whole way. And then I just start laughing. And I was like, I think that's the promo right there. Isn't that what it's about? Like we play games, you giving me looks and then I laugh. And then I looked at Theon and he was, I was like, don't you think this is great? And he was like, cause you know, he can't side with me. Cause then Esther's going to get mad cause that's her fiance, but he's also our magical producer. So that's amazing. Now that you gave me that little detail. So I know who Theon was. I just thought he was just yeah. some random guy in your house. That's just like, uh, no dinner's no, at he, seven <laughs> no no Theon is our magical wizard producer and he does an amazing job but he's also Esther's fiance so like we're very lucky to have I'm I'm the third wheel like I'm the I'm the clinger honor they're like come on over but then you come bring on. people over that adds on more wheels so then now you gotta I, train I do. So what we actually, so I guess we'll talk about the podcast. So um, we play games, adult games, um, because apparently I brought up playing categories and everybody looked at me like I had like a third eye or something. And I was like, what? All right, whatever. This is because you guys are going to lose. I just um, played Monopoly. That's it. I think that's the only board game we owned in the house. Besides, oh, Trouble was a big one when I was a kid. Trouble? I hated fucking trouble with the popper bubble. I swear my brother had a way to like fucking rig that shit. We would fight all the time over that. Just kill him. My anyway. grandmom used to play Parcheesi, but then I'm like. I played Parcheesi. That's a good one. Chinese checkers too, but. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, people bond over games though. So it originally started, um, the idea for the podcast originally started over the simple fact that we would have people over at our house for game night just kind of on the weekends you know i've got the kids going out to the bars is fun but it's expensive sometimes and sometimes you know you, you be broke 
but still wanting to drink, it's easier to go down to the liquor store, grab you some rum, some soda, mix something up, make you some dips. I'm famous for doing all the dips. I always like a good dip. Like, like a dip, a, like dipping the, 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 the no, tobacco? No, not like tobacco. Oh. Well, I'm like, from like a country beach town. Like, it's weird. Our town has Great. board shorts filled mm -hmm. people. And then there's also like a, just a wide selection of rednecks where it's like, what are you doing? Oh, that dude's surfing. What is that guy doing? He's shooting ducks. So you see just people oh. coming in. I'm packing a hammer. I did it once. Worst experience in my entire life. So it's basically the same thing kind of than where I'm from right now. Like I'm, we're in Savannah. So travel 15 minutes inland, same damn thing, <laughs> same damn thing. So, but our love of games. So we started out and we used to play cards against humanity. I'm sure everyone knows that game, right? Please tell me, you know, that game. I've heard of it. What? I don't have friends. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, listen, Rob. I got a guy that likes pocket jerky and there's nothing else. <laughs> That's it. We played Monopoly By with credit way, cards and um, I just fucking hated life. I want you to know that pocket jerky is going on one of my cards against humanity. Let me tell you now. something. I invested $800 into his business of now making home jerky. And I have to say he lives about maybe... 30 minutes away from me. So that's kind of a hall when you work and do yeah. podcasts and he works 24 seven too. But every time I see him, he's just like, I hadn't seen him in like a month, but he's one of my closest friends. Hadn't seen him in a month. He had a full on cop mustache and had like Ray-Bans on and he opens up his door. He's like, what's up? I'm like, I laughed for 15 minutes on his doorstep. I just couldn't. I was like, please tell me to pull over the car, pull over the car. And he's like, shut up, dude. It's my new look. And then, um, you know, I come in. He's like, I'm also making home jerky. I'm like, what the fuck happened in a, a month where this is all, all changed up on me? Um, I'm not pocket jerky. That's what happened. Pocket jerky. Okay. So cards against humanity is basically a game where it gives you, I'm going back to it so we can talk about how I'm adding pocket jerky to this. Okay. Like you write your own one in and that's going in there. It's going to be an amazing card. Is that like a but, weapon? Um, no, it's going to be an answer. So like a question may be, um, I can't even think I should have had something ready. I don't know. We'll Google I, one. I have a, Go ahead. I about to say, I have a good story about salmonella and honey smacks. If that helps as a card. Yeah. I got I salmonella from this. honey smack. How the hell did you get salmonella from honey? Smack? So in 2018, iceberg lettuce had a salmonella outbreak. Well, a lot of people don't know that also with iceberg lettuce, there was uh, salmonella and honey smacks. And I was doing good at my job. I was like, oh, I'm making a lot of money. I don't have a whole lot of bills. Let me spend five fucking dollars on a box of cereal, which is will only be honey smacks. That's my pride and joy. So I bought right. this thing. I felt good. I ate a bowl of it and I got massively ill. Came back the next day to Walmart to get a Powerade because I needed my electrolytes. And the guy goes... Yeah, uh, did you buy any lettuce yesterday? I saw you with some lettuce. And I was like, yeah, I bought lettuce and honey smacks. He goes, dude, both those things have been recalled that they have salmonella. And I was like, so you're telling me that my, I got, from when I got sick last night, it was from the honey smacks. He goes, probably. He goes, if you look, they're all taken off the shelves. I look, they're all taken off the shelves. And it was like that for months. I go, 
so what should I do? He goes, throw out your box of cereal. You know what I did? I finished that whole fucking box because it's five dollars, <laughs> and I got $5? salmonella. Yes, I'm gonna eat that shit. exactly. I'm gonna eat it. When I was in high school, I one time drank from like this bottle of Dr Pepper that I'd been rolling around in the back seat of my friend's car for like a month and a half. I mean, it was my bottle, Canceled. but everyone was like, "That's so disgusting," and I was like, "Listen, hoes, I'm thirsty." I don't care that it's a thousand degrees. Like I will continue to do this. And they were like, you're going to die. But I'm, I honestly believe drinking from things like that gives you like a solid gut. I'm fine. I did that. I had that mentality until I think I was at my grandparents' house when I was like 12 (laughs) and I went into the back of my uh, grandfather's station wagon and there was a McDonald's cup in there. And I knew he always got McFlurries on the ride home, but it was like it closed. So you couldn't tell what was in it. And I took a sip from it and it had to be like from a week ago, dude. And a fucking, a fly, a fly was in it. And I fucking, I I pulled it out of my mouth. I was like, and I've never been able to ever, if anything, I, it has, I have to see it and I have to have it that day. If it's, left in there a day or so not touching it not happening yeah i i'm still guilty of it i mean i'll inspect it and i'll still do it it's like if you drop bread on the floor it's like 30 second rule it's like it's 10 seconds it's like that you make your own justification on time time is irrelevant that's doesn't matter have you ever served (laughs) someone something you shouldn't have served them served Uh uh-huh like, like as a waitress or waiter or as a, or even as like i don't know a dinner your like family member i've dropped something on the floor and not said anything and put it on the thing my grandma one time was making my grandpa my grandpa he's never gonna listen to this you can't hardly hear whatever i don't give a shit he's kind of an asshole right and he was always like, Karen. Yeah, my grandma's name is Karen, poor thing. But she was a nice Karen. She wasn't one of those call the police. On it's a unicorn, Karen. a nice Karen. A nice Karen. <laughs> she was. She wasn't calling the police. But he was always like, Karen, where's my sandwich? Da, 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 da. And she was like, Jimmy, I'm coming. Grandma. And so um, she, he was bitching about his sandwich. And her ass... <laughs> We're all in this family. We're all blessed with giant asses that knock shit off plate, like stuff off the wall and stuff, whatever. Her ass knocks the plate off from the counter, which now that I think about it, good Lord, (laughs) that's a whole lot of ass knocks the plate off the counter. The sandwich lands like face up, but she had already put like the miracle whip on it, which in itself is atrocious, but whatever. That's what he likes, which should have giving him a clue whatever and she hadn't slept in like a few days there was little stuff on it and I look at her and I'm like what are you gonna do she's like I'm not making him another sandwich she's like I'm gonna slap this bologna on it and she did and his ass ate that damn sandwich and I thought well you know that's what you get (laughs) 
food. Stop this being is so mean. literally why I don't ever go out to eat and I only make my own food. <laughs> Listen, you didn't eat at Karen's Cafe. It was in her kitchen. I know, but even I don't let my, <clears throat> any of my family members make me food. And I'm such an easy guy to buy for. Like, I'm not a person that's like, I want taquitos or all this type of stuff. I grew up on that. But what I make every single day is a $1 can of tuna and a salad. And that is straight up every meal is that. I don't know why, I just, I've done it every day for eight years. I'm just like, I'm fucking fine with this. I don't really need to explore the culinary kitchen that much. So you have to watch out for girls apparently because one time my husband and I had gotten into this argument and I don't remember what it was. All I know is he was wrong, um, which yeah, duh, um, but, and he would not apologize. And I'd like slept on the couch because I was pissed off. You like, slept on the couch. Well, yeah, because I just was mad. I don't want to see his face. And it was fine. Like he, he was, he's in the military. So he had to get up early. And I was like, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna watch TV down here. Kiss my ass. So I gave him the silent treatment, which is, I talk a lot, which was probably in hindsight. He was like, hell yeah, this is life. I don't know though, because your personality is the type where I'm like, I'm always the type of guy that's like, I like a girl that could slam me through like a table or something, which has happened before. So I'm like, you want the feisty side sometimes, just one that's not going to kill me in my sleep. Well, let me finish. (laughs) So I'm just kidding. But you said you work for the state. I mean, I'm, you know, you got to keep them on their toes. But um, I, you know, gave them like the silent treatment and like for three days like the guy is not talking and so it it was spring break or whatever my neighbor had taken the kids to some sort of like putt putt or something and we were out and I'm making dinner or we were inside and I'm making dinner and I made like I don't know Chinese what what were they tacos I don't know some sort of fucking tacos or something and I call him down because the kids weren't here and I was like hey I made dinner and he was like okay thanks because you know at this point I'm like trying to just be like not so much of an asshole because I need you to apologize so then I can really tell you how I feel (laughs) the whole game but whatever this was a few years ago now I don't play that shit anymore over it um but he, we eat, whatever. The next morning I say to him, I was like, are you going to apologize? This is bullshit. And he's like, yeah, he was like, so he apologizes. And I'm like, what's your malfunction? And we talk about it. And he's like, I have to tell you something. I was like, what? He was like, I legit went upstairs after we ate last night and took like two Imodium ADs because he was like, I was afraid that you were going to like poison me because <laughs> I've never seen you that mad before. <laughs> I never, I'll never forget when I realized that was a thing. Oh my god! I was watching Pulp Fiction, and it was when the mother was poisoning the daughter. And my dad just looks at me. He goes, "Hitting a woman is never right, but if someone would, if someone would do that to you, they would have to lock me up." And I'm like, "Oh, like is that a thing? Like does that actually happen?" And then this was around the time like where there was a lot of news cases about people poisoning people in their food, and I'm like wow like i just don't think i can trust again and then like every girlfriend i've ever had it's like what's 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 up like what why what why is it but why are you so held up in guard i'm like i have emotional issues what do you want from me like i have trauma there is trauma there me and my therapist talk about it she goes you seem like you're pretty good at figuring out what your malfunction is i'm like yeah my childhood i, I just need to figure out your malfunction yeah. <laughs> is that your response I, 
I like my physical therapist. She's in her thirties and she's pretty hot, but her, but yeah, that's important, right? <laughs> it is. But when she's kind of like, I have a spine issue. So she's like kind of near the lower part where my ass right. is. And oh, I'm no. like, yeah, you can't really get a girl to like you when she's just touching your ass the whole time. I have yeah. really good like buns though. Like you could bounce a quarter off that shit. Yeah. Well, hopefully she'll never have to stick a finger up your ass. That would get weird. Would, or maybe you might like that. That's what I I'm saying. <laughs> I got laid after the purge. Did I get turned on by it? I don't know. You never know. I'm pretty passive though. <laughs> a lot of my stuff is like, when I look at porn, I'm like, God, they can do that. That's why I have so many questions for Ron Jeremy. I would just want to ask him a million different Yeah, things. we keep going back to this. I'm excited. He didn't say yes, and he has not answered, and it's been a while, so I don't so, think it's happening. I mean, he might it, die. Well, have you thought about other people? What in the porn industry? Yeah, I've looked up the hashtag porn, but then Instagram's like, "This is very, very blocked content." I'm like, "Well, fuck." Can I look up all the top porn stars? And I invited a lot of them, and none of them get back to me because they have like a million followers. I'm like, "Oh, I'm a small fish in a very, very large, deep-seated, right sin-filled pond." Right now you are. Are you a Just porn star? No. Oh. <laughs> you said right now. I'm I like, mean, I'm in a conversation. I have so many questions. One, how I mean, do you... I don't know. What is the definition of a porn star? And somebody in porn, I don't care if it's amateur. Does it have to be like, no, I'm definitely not a porn star, but I was going to say like, do you have to like, I mean. I would I talk mean, to the doctor that said I should do porn, but he's in jail. So I kind of can't. Wait. Yeah, that's also, I've turned it into a bit, but it's a very, very dark story. Uh, it's probably where a lot of my, my emotional issues come from. But no, I, I, I was not touched. I was not touched. Okay. I was touched by a doctor. I talk about it. I got goosed during my annual. The fuck um, is goosed? And oh, just, he wow. Said just a, um, he's like, just a real quick and then he shoved his finger up my ass and I was not ready and I did not authorize a rectal. Um, and <laughs> it was traumatizing. And I actually talk about it on one of our podcasts. I had that happen. I laugh about it now, but it was not okay in the moment. I had that happen when I went to the hospital on my birthday. Uh, um, on your birthday, you got goosed? So every, everyone talks about did their- Did they charge you extra? Well, everybody talks about their 2020 <laughs> being the worst. Everyone's got a bad 2020. Well, my 2020 <laughs> started on my birthday on December 31st. I spent the whole entire day in the emergency room for a spinal issue that has been causing me severe pain to this day. Hmm. But let me tell you, I had a nurse. She went, I'm going to have to check to make sure because it's a lower back injury. So I need to make sure everything's okay down there. I'm like- fucking just do it and there's a nurse that had to watch the procedure happen for yeah for <laughs> so she sat there in front of me and made eye contact with me and all you so hear is awkward. stop all you hear is the rubber glove made the clap noise and then she goes done and then you hear the glove in the trash can i'm like i didn't feel that and she goes oh that's not good and i yeah, looked no, at, that's not good but i looked at the one nurse i was like we just made eye contact the whole time i was hoping to look away when she did it but i didn't even know she did it and then i got up the one nurse was like are we done here and walked out of the room and the other nurse just looks at me and she's like in her 30s she's young and i looked at her and i just go were you the one that stuck your hand up there and she goes yeah and i go i put my hand on her shoulder and i swear to you i said thank you for sharing that with me 
I swear to you, I tried to make this woman laugh. And that's what I do every time I go to the doctors. I always like, I she picked didn't out, laugh. I, she didn't, she got very serious. And um, <laughs> I, I got my main uh, doctor, the one, not the one that tried to get me to porn, but a different one um, when I was choosing a new one, because I went to a new place and I was getting an option to choose from. And every one of them had bitch face. I'm like, I'm not choosing any of these doctors, but then there's the young new one. And he was smiling. I'm like, what, what's his story? Oh, he dressed up like a taco for our Halloween party. I was like, does he have I nice hands? It. And then <laughs> because they're going to go places. Yeah, well, she was like, she was like, what? And I was like, just, okay, I'll make him. I'll make my appointment and I'll see if he's the one for me. And I walk up there and I, I literally, I think it was like the next day was my appointment. I shook his hand. I said, oh, you do have nice hands. And he goes, yeah, you know what? The nurse said something about that. And most people would be like, that's very weird to say and very unprofessional. But now meeting you, I like that. It's funny. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we can get along. And yeah, he understands my humor. I just, it's an awkward situation. We'd all want to be there. Right. I mean, I get it. Like I had to call and set a new appointment and I was like, and they, at first they were like, well, you can't see a different doctor without this. And that. I was like, well, then fine. I was like, then we're clearly going to have to have a conversation about how he's never sticking his finger in my ass again. I didn't authorize that. And I'm on the phone and they're like, you could tell that they're trying not to laugh. And I was like, it was not okay with me. I was like, and I know I got charged extra. If I was, I was like, if I was the receptionist dealing with that, I would have been like, did you have to take a cold shower afterwards and cry in it? <laughs> and then like, if you're like, yes, then I'm like, all right, we'll get you some, we'll get you some money. But then if you said I no, mean, I was like, then you obviously enjoyed it. I mean, it was so crazy, but that's shit like that happens to me all the time. Well, not really. Like, I mean, I don't oh, no, stop. all the time. You're, you're digging, you're digging a bigger <laughs> hole that one. Oh my yes, God. people just roll up and but, but weird stuff happens to me like that all the time though. I get just random things happening all the time. All right. Like, I'm I'm gonna end it on this story because I need to pull you out of this rabbit hole real quick. I know. Please. So I can relate to you with the whole weird stories. I at my gym, I've had the weirdest phone calls of just I work at 4 a.m., 3 a.m. sometimes. So I'm in there pretty early, and that's where weird shit tends to happen. Uh person called and said, I'm looking for this person. I said, I don't know what to tell you. We're a gym. I can't just look up this person and give you all their personal information. Well, you know what? He's missed this payment on his child support. He's stolen the kids from my house. It starts going into this where, you know, when you meet someone that's been locked up for so long, they start telling you everything in their fucking life. And you're like, Pepsi or Coke? That's what I asked you. So she's explaining me this whole fucking story. And I'm like, I want to tell her to shut up. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm really interested to see where this goes. She goes, how do I proceed with action in a court of law with this? And I'm like, I'm a gym. I don't know how to help you. (laughs) And she's just like, well, give me someone that can. And I just hung up the phone. And I asked my manager about it. He goes, our phone number is listed the same thing as an attorney in in our town. And he goes, that's what happens. And the guy won't switch his number. So sometimes you'll get a call like that. I'm like, wow, like this is a weird fucking day. That now there's a yeah. and that person did go to our gym. I searched him. He does. I'm like, hold on a minute. So now every time I see him, I'm just like, you're fucking behind on your Dude, payments. Pay your child support, you weirdo. You got kids, yo. Take care of your business. Take care of your kids, dog. All right, promote your podcast. Good All right. God. <clears throat> all right, come watch us. Um, come play a game with us. We review a, all sorts of t- um, games, mostly for adults. If you're bored, like most of us are during quarantine. Are you against Duck, Duck, Goose? No, I. but I do, I, I do have to warn you. 
I probably cheated every single game or tried to manipulate it in some sort of way. So that is a rolling dynamic in our podcast. Basically, it's me, Esther, Theon, and whatever other friends we have come join us. We play and review um, games. So if you've got a game, you want us to check it out, by all means, we do that too. But we play games, we review them. We just have a good time and talk shit. That's pretty much it. And I'll make sure to link everything in the description, but this was literally the whole point of Out of the Blank Podcast because I don't know what we discovered, but we learned a lot. <laughs> I, I don't like. either. I have a good time. <laughs>